0: This is the H Sticky Pod, and we're back. Yo, 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 yo. Uh, of course we are at Put 'Em Up, dude. P-U-T-E-M-U-P-D-E-U-X. Are you sure? Because you fucked it up a lot. That's not nice. Don't start it off like this. It's not nice, but it's the truth. Not like this. And we're on the <laughs> at h Network, at H-D-I-K-Y, numero uno. I am at LB Many Montana. Uh, Wilman Mond- G. <sighs> guys, guys, guys. It's been a... We've had two bomb-ass weeks of boxing Last night's cards didn't look like they were gonna be any good, if I'm being honest. No, not really. And they really. were fucking great. Yes, they were, man. Um, can we please start off with? Uh, is is it Superwoman? Super, super bad. Super bad. Yeah. Senisa Estrada. Senisa. First of all, dope ass name Estrada. I've never heard of you. Never seen you, girl. But you are one of my favorite fighters. Like I like Clarissa Shields' skill overall, but you have so much swag. And style, and the way you go from Southpaw to to Orthodox, and like your outfits coming out, I'm like, uh, you got a, a brand new fan right here. Fun story.
1: I have seen her in person.
0: When did not realize this till
1: last night. So okay. I was so hyped after watching her fight. I did a deep dive and saw like who mm-hmm. she was fighting. I realized, oh my god, I saw her in person. Where? It, at the forum in L.A., she was on the undercard of Triple G versus Willie Monroe. Also, Chocolatito was on that card. Uh-huh. And so, fun story. So, the day before, I was at a bachelor party. Okay. Realized, oh, crap. I got Triple G tickets. Let me come back. So, I get to the fight. <laughs> you were at the party and then I had to have tickets? Well, the, the party was the night before. Okay. I drove down from Joshua Tree to watch the fight. Okay. And uh, so, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get a beer after the first couple fights. One of them happened to be Sinisa. Okay. Didn't know it was her, obviously, now. But... Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a little buzzed. I'm like, let me go get another beard, maybe a Red Bull to kind of level me out. Mm-hmm. So I see this girl taking pictures of people. And I realize, oh, crap, that's the girl that just fought. She turns around, and I was not prepared for her to be that attractive. <laughs> like, she has this, like, uh, this aura this charm about her in person. So I was like, oh, oh good punching out there. <laughs> <laughs> Away. What a loser. It was like a Southwest commercial. Like, want to get away? La- Say loser. No, it's okay. Oh, <laughs> It was so bad, dude. I
0: was like, guess I'll die now. Did <laughs> she respond to it all?
1: I don't know. I walked away. I knew I blew it. I had to get out of
0: there. That is so good, good man. Clutching punching out
1: there. Astute.
0: Astute observation. <laughs> Did She She won that fight, of course, yeah?
1: Yes, she did. I think she was like 3-0 at the time or something. She was just coming up. This was like five years ago.
0: Did she look Six, like she, she was, does now or has no, her a lot of growth? she evolved. Wow, man. That's
1: probably why I didn't recognize that it was yeah. her. But once I did the deep dive last night after watching her fights, so I was like, oh, shit, I've seen her. Yeah. And uh, so she's also known for knocking a grow out in seven seconds. Oh, and you showed me the
0: video yesterday. <laughs> Have you posted it yet? No. All right, we're going to post this it This poor
1: lady looked like she got pulled out of line at Starbucks <laughs> while she was arguing arch- With the manager about not putting enough pumpkin On her pumpkin spice latte I don't know how the lady was 5-0 She was 5-0 when Sanisa fought her I literally remember watching this fight I went up to go pee during the introductions Mm -hmm. Was looking like where I was going to sit down As the round started By the time I actually sat down They were like pulling her mouthpiece out After she fell through the ropes So did you see it? No,
0: I saw the fight on the replay Because they replayed the whole fight like 20 times the The girl she was fighting came out and took maybe two steps out of her corner, which is a weird-ass thing. Usually, you want to take center center ring and try yeah. to get, get your advantage. Yeah. But she came out super shy and timid. And I don't know if she thought Estrada was going to, like, feel her out or something. No. <laughs> that girl wastes no time. And it was... She bah. gave her a bunch of Popeye's biscuits with no yeah, water. <laughs> 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 Just destroyed her. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, all this to say, she's dope as hell, man. We're we're total fans now. I love that She's a local girl, Isla. Side. Um, she has a, she's very charming in the interview. Um, who can she fight next though?
1: I don't know. I think there's some Asian fighters that hold the belt. It's called the minimum weight title. I've right, never I've heard never of heard that. it. Either. But um, the fight was great. It was um, an amazing fight. Shout out to uh, Ortiz, man, yeah, she's Annabelle got Ortiz. No running. The lady Sanisa fought in co- for context Hadn't lost
0: in 12 fights She was a mm-hmm. champion Had defended the belt 12 times in a row So put that into perspective How many times has Bud uh, Defended his title? Two That's a good question I
1: don't know Because he moved up To welterweight right. I'm assuming he defended His welterweight belt At least I would say Probably about Six, seven times
0: Okay So this woman Has defended it 12 times I know it's a different times. sport I mean, I know it's a different division, I mean, but still, like, that's a skill to do, and it takes a lot to do that.
1: Yeah, so she came out. I love Sunisa's uh, entrance attire. Yeah. She's the cape because she's super bad. Yeah. She even had capes on her shoes. Mm-hmm. The only nitpick I have about her James Brown, super bad. What?
0: Like, oh, you got to yeah. come out to that. Yeah,
1: like, what, come on. What did she come out to? I don't remember, but it wasn't that because I was waiting for it. Yeah. I got so I'm super bad. Like, she could yeah. be grooving, but I she didn't. Sneeze the next fight, please.
0: Yes, please. But,
1: man. yeah, that fight was amazing. It was the most entertaining one-sided fight I've seen in a while. Yeah. Because Ortiz was not giving up, man. Oh. She got dropped hard in, I think, the second round.
0: Yeah, and she made Estrada respect her power with, like, a couple shots.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Estrada, her style is so strange. Like, mm-hmm. there's... There's remnants of Roy Jones in there. There's a little Hagler. bit of Prince Hagler, some, some Prince Nassim Ahmed in yep. there. I even saw some... Uh, I don't know if you ever saw him fight Giovanni Segura. No. He was a light, like a um, very small puncher. I think he was one... Small as in weight. I think he was like 112, 115. Uh-huh. But he punched with a lot of power, he kind of has his hands down like Sinisa does a lot. Uh-huh. He was a, a, a murderer about 10 years ago. He was yeah. going to be big, but... He lost. But anyway.
0: It was a hell of a fight, man. And you know, at the end of every fight in the women's division, we always joke because the women do not dap each other up. They don't show any love. And it's really cool, but also like, yo, the fight's over. There's no reason to be angry now. So it happened in this fight, too. And we were like, fuck, they're not going to dap up. They're not going to talk to each other. But is it Ortiz? Ortiz came over, said some good words to Estrada. They like hugged, talked. And then uh, Ortiz took Estrada's hand and like, pu- pulled it around the ring and was pointing at her while her hands up as if to like pass the torch to this young lady who's going to be the future star in this division. And it's going to, uh, I mean, I don't know who can beat her because I'm looking at the card with Clarissa Shields and when that happened and those fights that happened there, this sounds really mean to say, and please don't take it this way, but it looked more like when women's boxing first kind of started, it was very sloppy, very um, uneven matches this looked like two people that were fucking in their prime, ready to fight, and there was a lot of skill. There was power behind their punches because sometimes you're watching women's fights and you're like, "Why isn't she falling from this punch?" Yeah. But this one, none of that, man. Ortiz had power. Estrada had power. So when they were hitting each other, it was going down.
1: Yeah, Estrada. The um, the way she switches stances so yes. fluidly was weird to watch. I'm you like, can't even tell. How is she doing mm-hmm. that? I'm trying to think of like what fighter could actually emulate that or. Even like adjust to like make it a fight. I thought Ortiz did everything she could do, man. But sometimes yeah. somebody's just so good and they're so foreign in their style that yeah. there's really nothing you can do to beat them. You just got to kind of try to hang in there. Because I noticed Ortiz at first was trying to push the action.
0: Yeah,
1: That wasn't working because she was getting sniped on the way in. So then she tried to let um, Estrada come to her. Let a power puncher come to you that's versatile like that? Oh. That wasn't working. Oh. It's just like, dang, there's really nothing she could do. And she's very good, but
0: yeah. Estrada's on another level, man. The only and, person I could compare her to right now is uh, the local Long Beach boxer, Ashton Silve, who switches stance like nothing. And it's not a thing. You know how, no disrespect to Bud, but when Bud switches his stance, it's like, oh, he's, okay, he's coming out in this round yeah, in this yeah. style. And you can kind of tell and prepare for it as well as you can prepare. But they, like Ashton Silve, and uh, Estrada, they come out and they just switch whenever they feel it. Fluidly, They're, right? Fluidly. There's no time to adjust to it. And it makes it really hard for a boxer. Because I could see Estrada Ortiz trying to be like, okay, she's in, the, uh, in Southpaw. I'm going to try to get my foot on the outside. But when she would do yeah. that, she would just switch right back to orthodox. And like what do you do? Yeah, there was like I, I could see her like I can see the wheels turn, like, okay, now I can throw the straight right, but then
1: mm-hmm. she would go throw it and trying to switch and it's mm-hmm. like dude. I, it yes. was it was an amazing performance. That
0: was a perfect game if I ever saw one. So shout out to her. We're keeping track of every fight you're gonna be in. We're gonna shout you out every podcast. Um as soon as we could get you on, we'd love to have you on. But man, she's a great interview too respect. and like
1: um Sergio Thank God for Sergio that time. He actually knew her. Yeah. And was telling some cool stories about how, like, she's beating the hell out of all the boys in training.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The one had- time, Sergio.
1: <laughs> Sergio staring at the camera Sergio, the whole
0: telecast. Sergio, if you ever hear this podcast, just stop staring at the camera, bro. And I, and I mean this to help. It's weird. Nobody likes to see the, the fourth wall broken. Um, just look off, look off to the side, maybe look at your notes, look at the guy talking. It's just weird when you're just like... creepy. I was like, stop looking at me, bro. It's super weird, man. (laughs) Um, Okay, so that's it.
1: And DAZN, shout out to DAZN. That was the smoothest production because we didn't even get on him last week. We forgot. Remember when uh, Chocolatito was ready to come out last week on DaZone? They had Chocolatito's graphic. They have his (laughs) music playing. And Manny's like, yo, Chocolatito's not Mexican. Why do you have a Mexican flag? I'm like... That ain't Chocolatito, yep. that's Estrada. Yep. And poor Estrada's just standing there trying to be respectful, so he's dancing to whatever music they had queued up for Chocolatito. Right. It took him like five minutes to switch <laughs> him out. And then also at the end of the fight, the announcer's trying to announce the decision. The mic doesn't work. They give him another mic. That still doesn't work. They yep. give him another mic. That still doesn't work. Yep. This week they were pretty on point. Besides the commercials in between rounds, at times.
0: Yeah, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. it should, I don't hate it because it's just, we're just not used to it, dude. Showtime never did it. HBO never did it. Yeah, this is something new. I know they, I know they need to make money, but it's just odd.
1: Yeah, and it just it takes away from the flow of the fight. I like to hear the corners instructions. Me too.
0: I like to try to get a read on
1: where the fighter is Me too. Uh, mentally can't really do that when there's a commercial for Quicker Wireless yeah, and Autos playing around. super loud. Yeah. But yeah, again, Sinisa, great fight. Can't wait to cover you more. Can't wait to see the next fight you have.
0: Absolutely. Man,
1: to see how she's evolved since the time I saw her is yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah. Night and day. Thank you for the good fight. Yes. What yes. we got next?
1: Uh, what we had... Do you want to talk about the other fights? Which one? The guy that looked like Patrick Mahomes. No. <laughs> <laughs> there's no reason to talk... Tristan... That
0: I... Tristan... Look, K- he, K- 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 whatever his name he looks K- like a hell of a prospect could be great, but the dude he was going against had nothing for him. he took a dive literally like got punched and then sat on the fucking mat for what five ten minutes holding his hands in front of his face uh, i I mean, made no disrespect guys you know, was hurt that's it I'm um,
1: sir i mean i you got a heart for stepping in the ring. You have some really bad tattoos. Look yes. like you have like, a tattoo generator at the house. Don't fucking just... have
0: hard work dedication as you're lying on the floor in the first <laughs> 10 seconds of the fight where you took a dive. <laughs> it was bad. There's
1: nothing else to say yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. So that was on the undercard. Yeah. Um, the other fight was Lopez versus Lopez, which actually was a fun fight. Wait, who was that? That was the guy that kept getting knocked down but kept coming back and firing. He was fighting the muscular guy. Oh, yeah. yeah that yeah, fight yeah, was actually yeah. pretty fun.
0: Yeah. yeah, it was.
1: Lopez is a 140-pounder. I think his name is Nino Lopez. Yeah. Uh, he <sighs> fought some random Mexican guy named Lopez as yeah. well. And he kept knocking him down. And the, the random Mexican guy was not giving up. And right. It was fun, but it just
0: wasn't. Yeah, it's, it was fun to watch. I hope you guys go and check it out. But us talking about them, I don't, I don't see us talking about them in the future. No, there's not no. gonna be some people that we're gonna be like, hey, check these people out. No, so we'll move on. The f- yeah, the final boss fight. Yeah. Oh, Yo, oh, 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 Virgil Ortiz, our fucking dude. Yeah, our dude. You're just a pleasure to watch, dude. I I love how you approach fights. I love how you come at people. Uh, Pause. Um, I love how you just come. Every fucking angle you have, every punch you have. And the dude that you were fighting, Hooker, we'll speak about him in a minute. Let's speak about him now. Hooker, I just don't know if he has it. I know he was a former world champ. I Mm -hmm. know he spars with Bud. He seems like he has a lot of potential. When he when he's pressed, he has a lot of fire back, and I like the fight that he had. I like the dog he has in him. But, man, I just don't see it. The slappy jab. Yeah. If he, if he really worked on it, it would be a major weapon because he's long as shit. Yeah, he
1: has a super long reach. I think the problem is footwork. His feet are a little heavy. So it just ended up like um, it, he ended up throwing the jab and then Virgil would just right. rush him and he couldn't get out of the way to reset it's in like time. A slapping jab, yeah. which is
0: fine if you have power behind it, but
1: it's just... Yeah, it felt like it was a lot of arm punching. Yeah. And then when he did turn his body, I didn't feel like he had a lot of power on it. Virgil surprised me, man. He's got quick feet. Yeah. I was not expecting him to have mm-hmm. that quick of feet. I mean, the way he was rolling with the punches... The way he was sidestepping stuff, I was not i was
0: not um, ready for that. Yeah, and, and Virgil, man, answer this for me. Uh, I'll DM you and, and ask you this, bro. But what did you do to have such balance while you're fighting? Because there's yeah. a lot of great fighters with a lot of great balance. Like Errol Spence is another one that just has amazing balance when he's throwing hard punches. But, bro, you have these punches that look like you fucking wind up and are throwing and throwing and throwing. I have no idea how you stay on balance, bro. And this is coming from somebody who's been boxing for a minute. Never professionally. I'm never that good. But, damn it, when I'm throwing, I automatically am always leaning and leaning. So, if you can, please tell me what the fuck you did to have that amazing balance. Or what Robert Garcia is
1: teaching you because Mikey's the same way. Like, they never... They never look like they're resetting. Yes. They're always in the kill zone.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's done. Like, Yeah, shout out to Robert, Robert Garcia. Dude, your stable of fighters is just incredible right now, man. Um, Virgil and Mikey are never going to fight, right? No. Why not?
1: They train together. Mikey... Mikey... I don't know. I think Mikey wants the big money fights, and then he's going to get out. Mikey never really loved love the sport. Right, and he said that. Yeah, he, he always says yeah. that. He's like, I just happen to be really good at it, yeah. but I don't think he fights for the love of the sport, so I think he's trying to get his Pacquiao fight, Okay, maybe get one more big money fight and call it a yeah. day. I don't really think...
0: What if they throw, like, five mil at both of them? And but if like... they both
1: have the same trainer, They sparred. they've been sparring together
0: this whole time, they're probably close. Yeah. Probably don't want to do it. And it seems like Virgil has a lot of respect, man. Yo, <laughs> Virgil, your post-fight interview was the best... <laughs> Best thing I've seen in a long time, man. One, one, you come off extremely like confident, and I mean that in a good way. I mean that in a way that somebody who knows who they are. So, so, so like bless you on that, man. And humble, and humble as shit. <laughs> but and then when you when you tried to speak Spanish and you said it, you were like, look, I'm learning Spanish, and then you went for it and had to bail out. And look, dude, I don't, I barely speak Spanish, and I'm Mexican too. So like I know the feeling, and like Mexicans look at you a certain way. Trust me, I get it. But you did it. And when you bailed out of it, it made it even more fun and more charming. So, dude, all respect to you because I know what it's like. And all respect, for you, all respect to you for even trying to, to learn a language you didn't grow up doing, man. So, all love and respect, man.
1: And the best part about that interview for me, besides the fact that he called out Bud, but we'll talk about that in a second, yeah. was the fact that he started off the interview giving credit to his opponent. Mm-hmm. I have so much respect for fighters right. that do that. He said, you know, man, Maurice is tough. Yeah. He's a good fighter. He hit me with some good shots. I thought that was dope to do. That's yeah not necessary you yeah. know like he didn't have to shout him out he didn't have to do all that but he did so that was cool for yeah. me like I really enjoyed the fact that he did that um <laughs> bud in the crowd man
0: yeah let's talk about it so Virgil was so the announcer or the uh the reporter was trying to get get uh Virgil to call somebody out Virgil was like look I'm never gonna talk anything bad about any boxers out there and I really respect that And then the guy was like, well, we have Bud and we have Errol Spence in the crowd. Is there anything you want to say to them? And he's like, well, no, you know, I want the fight. And then he's like, people are saying, oh, well, do you think you're ready for it? And he said, from ready or not, I want the fight. And I was like, oh, my God, because I've never heard anybody say that because there's so many fighters who are scared to lose their O. And I get it, man. You want to be the Mayweathers of the world, right? You want to be undefeated and you want to go out like that. But to have the balls to say, look, no, I want to take on the best so I could find out where the fuck I stand in that in that category.
1: I love the interaction with Bud because a lot of people don't realize Bud's not the mean guy. Super fun. He was funny. He was like yeah. doing the throw thing. He's like, you're not ready. You're not ready. Now you don't want this. But it seemed like it was just genuinely playful yeah. but competitive at the same time. I love that interaction. Yeah. Um, the, as, as far as the fight, man, I I thought Virgil put on a virtuoso performance. Absolutely. I only gave Hooker one round. I think I gave him the fourth round, mm-hmm. but it was still a close round.
0: And he wasn't getting washed by any means.
1: No, he was landing some yeah. shots. How about the announcer saying, oh, well, he's not really hurting uh, Hooker because it's not showing on his face. we <laughs> I mean, were like, yo, he's black. <laughs> he's a black man. What do you expect to see on his face? People, like, for anybody listening out there, if you take anything that's dark brown and you paint it red or pink or it's not gonna, it's gonna show, show up. Because it's darker. Yes. So of course the shots that Virgil's landing aren't gonna show up on Hooker's face. Right. He's darker than I am. Yes. Hello?
0: So of course you're gonna see the marks on Virgil's face because we have like similar complexions, man. You could slap me right now, please don't. You can slap me right now and you're gonna see the marks on my face. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're getting washed. But man, all respect to uh Hooker as well because he did come to fight. And I will talk about the I will talk about his voice post-fight. So if you didn't see it. It's controversial, at least to me, because he, Virgil landed a few shots, right, towards the end of the fight. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, Hooker was throwing something. It looked like it landed directly on Virgil's shoulder, his left, his right shoulder, or on his collarbone. Yeah. And immediately, Hooker went down and was grabbing his arm or his elbow. We couldn't tell what happened. Did you read anything? Is it the wrist, elbow? What was it?
1: I didn't read anything. There was nothing out, I don't think. The problem with that was, as he was throwing that shot to Virgil's Um, Left shoulder Or whatever it was He ate a big right hand
0: Yeah And he got knocked out What a round or two before Yeah he
1: was eating Hard body shots He got knocked down To where I didn't think He was going to get up The round before So It kind of felt Inevitable either way Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say He took a dive Because I wasn't in there I don't know I mean to me, the the makeup of Hooker, he wouldn't, he wouldn't. I agree. He wouldn't quit. I agree. That guy stood in there all night in the pocket and slugged it out for his welterweight debut. By the mm-hmm. way, against somebody oh, that had sixteen knockouts and sixteen fights. Yeah. He ain't scared of shit. If he yeah. could have gone on, he would have gone on. So yeah. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. But it was a really, really entertaining fight. There was times where I was scared that Virgil was gonna get caught with something. Same. And he did, but he ate it, man. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, Virgil's got a chin on top of everything else. Yeah. Like, this kid's got it all, man. So, yep. <laughs> the post-fight.
0: Please talk about so, it. So,
1: Chris Mannix, let me let me say something to you. <laughs> it is not a good idea when you're interviewing somebody after a fight and they've lost to only ask them about their opponent. You never said, hey, what were you doing in there? Oh, yeah. You only asked them questions about Virgil Ortiz. That is so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So, Maurice was already pissed off, I could tell. Being a Southern boy, he's kind of hard to understand, but I can understand what he was doing. You could kind of hear it in his voice, like he was annoyed because Chris Mads goes, well, "So what was it like facing Virgil Ortiz? How was his power? What did Virgil do that you were surprised by?" Yeah. Never a question about what you were trying to do in the fight. So he's already annoyed. Then the fans start booing. Yeah. <laughs> so like you can see the temperature gauge on
0: Maurice Hooker just rise. Right. <laughs> he
1: goes finally, "Hey y'all, boo man, man, y'all don't worry, fuck
0: y'all." y'all. <laughs> and goes back to the crowd like this, and then goes out of the ring yeah. as if he's gonna chase a fan down. And- Terence Crawford. Starts laughing, like Terry Stark didn't even try to hold him back, he's just sitting there laughing. But the heart of it, man, was so good and like I just that's why I like Hooker, because it was real. Everything yeah. he was saying was real, his response was real. I just lost the fight. You guys are booing me. It was a predominantly Mexican crowd. I mean, they're in Texas, but I there's stood no reason in, to boo. I, I stood and traded with yeah. him and your guy won. Why are you booing me? He didn't say, you know, he was he didn't say he was hurt, he didn't say it was this, he did say he broke his hand, but like it's not an excuse, motherfucker. He he legit did it.
1: And he didn't go at the crowd, he didn't say no. fuck Mexicans or anything. Yeah, why no. are
0: you booing him? And he showed Virgil nothing but respect. He was like, look, I I got nothing bad to say. He's a good dude. Uh, Chris Mannix asked him again. Do you think Virgil could take on the 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 upper amount of talent? And and what the fuck do you want Hooker to say? I'm injured.
1: That? I just got my ribs broken. I just lost a fight, and you're asking me about a fantasy matchup yeah, between but, two people that don't involve me. Or but
0: what? what do you want him to say? Do you want him to say, yeah, the dude whooped my ass, so I'm sure he could whoop. No, yeah, it was and just he a answered him honestly. He was like, look, I don't think he could. I don't think he could beat Bud. I don't think he could beat Errol Smith. This is honest opinion. He's not a I hate her for that. So, now the fun part. Is Virgil ready? Let's (sighs) analyze a little bit. Look, we talked about it a little last night. I don't think he would win a fight against uh, Terrence Crawford now or Errol Spence now. I think they're a little too big for him, I think they're a little too strong. But he's a fucking wild card, man. Virgil just has that X factor where I don't know what's going to happen. And he mm-hmm. has the heart to fight anybody. And he has the heart to win or lose. Not a lot of fighters have that. They yeah. say they do. But Virgil has it for real. I don't know. If I, if they fought tomorrow, my money's on Bud or, 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 or Spence. But what do you think?
1: I think that those two guys are the favorites. But I don't know that Virgil can't beat them. Ah, same. Because especially with Bud, what's the one thing we always say about Bud that we're worried about? He he gets angry. He gets in the pocket. He starts to get a little wild. Yes. If you get wild in the pocket with Virgil, yes. your chin ain't gonna hold up. I don't care who you are. That yeah. dude can thump. Yeah. So that's the that's the thing I worry about with Arrow. I think Arrow will probably just I'll do what he down. did to Michael. Michael Mikey. <laughs> oh, no, <he's> so proper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> then he did to Michael Garcia <laughs> the fight, uh, <laughs> He just used the jab all night. And didn't uh, sit down on any of his punches. Right? <laughs> that's what he's gonna do against Virgil. Uh, no, I just think he's gonna use his jab. <laughs> Not get into a firefight, mm-hmm. try to just stay a distance. I think Virgil probably could walk him down, but I think the Crawford fight is interesting because Crawford doesn't like to just stick and move. Even though he's perfectly capable of doing that, mm-hmm. Crawford is a fucking savage. It's so mean. He wants that scalp <laughs> for yeah. his wall. Yeah, he's got 11 to 12 guys knocked out. He's coming for 12. 12 out of 13 against Virgil. So with that, it gives Virgil a better chance to land something big and to be competitive. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm picking against him. I, I, I think Crawford's the favorite, obviously, for a reason. He's earned that. But I'm not going to say Virgil ain't ready because I don't know right. if he is or not. Muhammad Ali, at the same age, took on Sonny Liston when nobody thought he had a chance. That's right. Sonny Liston would blow on somebody and knock him out. That's right. Ali went in there and whooped his ass. Mm-hmm. We thought Teo Fima, well, at least I did. I thought Teo wasn't ready for Loma. He did it. Mm-hmm. There's been countless times where guys have stepped up in competition. Floyd Mayweather fought Gennaro Hernandez. He was right. around the same age.
0: Uh, fucking, What's our boy's name there? Chico. Yeah. Oh, Chico. Everybody was like, he's too so small for him.
1: Chico, Chico Corrales was knocking everybody yeah. out. Floyd went in there and knocked him down like yeah. six times. Yeah. You just never know until you Got get in he. there. Yeah. So I don't know that Virgil isn't ready. I'm not going to necessarily pick against him. I think Crawford's the favorite, obviously. Yeah. He's earned that mantle, but
0: I will take the bet, man. I'm gonna bet big on Virgil because if he does win, yeah, man, money,
1: money, money, money. Money. money.
0: (laughs) Money. So
1: that leads us to the next thing, Crawford uh, Spence.
0: Okay. Speak on it. All right. So you sent me something dope that Shakur said a while back, and people are bringing bringing back up now. So Shakur Stevenson. Either did he write to? He just posted this. Yeah, yeah. Posted this a minute a, a while ago. And he, was, he wrote to Errol Spence was saying, dude, all this 70-30, meaning, you know, uh, Spence would take 70% of the winnings and uh, Crawford would get 30%. All this 70-30 thing, it's just, it's just BS, man. You guys are both great. You're both champions. It should be a 50-50 thing or at least 55, 45, 60, 40, something like that. Something closer if you really want to make this fight happen. And when you sent it to me, I read I read it and I was like, that's I fucking love Shakur Stevenson for this, man. I love that he's speaking the truth. Whenever he's even if he's calling people out, it just feels real, it feels honest. And I agree with him because I like Errol Spence a lot, man. He's one of my favorite fighters. But the more you push this 70-30 thing, it makes me it makes me respect you less, bro, because it makes it seem like you're trying to find a way out of this fight. And I don't think you are. I think you have the heart to fight him for sure. I really think you could win. But the more you do this, the more it just shows like you're trying to find a scapegoat. Because you know Bud's worth it. You know Bud is worth at least 45, 50%. He's earned it. He's been a champ at his weight class, up and down, uh, several weight classes. He holds his title. He comes to fight every time. He's a pay per view draw. Why not do that? Why not give them the 50-50 fight and truly test your legacy, show the fans who's the best, and do it now before you guys start aging and it becomes a fight nobody cares about?
1: Yeah, for me, it's on both of them. Here's my thing. They both have said the same thing about this fight. I'm the A-side, you're the B-side, whatever. What does it matter? Why why are we not just doing 40-40-20, 45-45, 10% to the winner? If you're that confident you can beat the other guy, why not put a side bet on there that says I get 10% or 20% more if I win? Here's the thing, too. You're saying it's a money thing, right? Both guys are saying, well, I got to get paid, blah, blah, blah. Who now are you going to fight to make the kind of money you would you would make fighting that person? They both get mad when fans ask, look, you guys don't do shit. You're just couch potatoes. You don't know what it's like to put your life on the line in the ring. 100% right. Absolutely. But I am the person that is going to consume the product. Mm-hmm. We are the people that make the sport go around. Yeah. the We are the reason you guys get paid. Yeah. If we don't watch, you guys don't make anything. Right. So you have to listen to us a little bit. You'd
0: yeah, be like 1920s fighters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like hey, 500 bucks. <laughs> 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 Twirling mustache. Like
1: our pictures. Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> I don't understand why we can't just do 40-40-20. 40% 40 to Crawford, 40% to Spence, 20% to the winner. If you're that confident you're going to win, you make your money, you still make a career-high payday either way. I don't understand what the holdup is. Besides top rank, which...
0: We, we all about know about how that, how that, that goes. Is, right. so. You guys know how we feel about them.
1: So, yeah. I mean, at this point, uh, the marination for this fight, they've been leaving it in the, in the freezer to marinate. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of sick of it. Yeah. Honestly, I don't even care to see it anymore. I wow. just want to move on. I'm tired of hearing about it. Like, why do we have to keep hypothesizing about yeah. it? I only brought it
0: up because it's been recently talked about it again, but... And this is what you don't want fans to feel. You don't want fans to be like, well, I don't even give a shit because it's going to be another f- Mayweather-Pacquiao. They're going to fight 10 years later. Nobody's going to give a shit. It's going to be a boring fight.
1: And even that, people still gave a shit because they're Mayweather and Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. You guys aren't them.
0: Right. So there's it no marination.
1: Be. And like when, when you look back at your legacies, do you really want to say like the other guy that was in my weight class that was yeah. undefeated in his, prime. in his prime, I never fought him, so now your legacies are... Not going to be full, right? Like, we we need to know this, right? Hagler had Hearns, Mm -hmm. you know, all these guys had each other. Leonard had Duran, they fought. You guys need to fight, like, for your legacy, for the love of the game. You got into the sport to be the best. Somebody's telling you somebody else in your weight class is better, don't you want to prove that?
0: Your name has to be synonymous with somebody else in order to really have that, like, that legacy in boxing, yeah? It's just like you said, because without it. If you ask me who's Arrow's biggest fight, I'm like, uh... uh Mikey or Manny or Sean Porter I can find it, but that's because we love boxing. It should be instantaneous. It should be like, oh, shit, yeah, Manny and whoever. Yeah. Floyd and whoever.
1: Yeah. So, like, if you ask who bit, who's uh, Juan Manuel Marquez's biggest opponent, instantaneously, it's Pacquiao. Yep. I can't think of Terrence Crawford's biggest opponent off the top of my head because they're yep. all kind of on the same level. Yep. There is a guy out there that's on the higher level that you haven't fought. Fight yep. him, please.
0: Yep. And I'm not mad at Bud because Bud wants to make it happen so Spence I don't know what's going on I really want to make it happen and this again this is never us knocking it because we respect it so much or we respect you so much but the, like all this money talk needs to stop and just fight man because you're going to make a shitload of money anyway I understand wanting the Manny Pacquiao fight because the money's there if you do that great win that fight and then let's make this bud fight happen please bro. please for the love of God yeah. alright so next week we got some fights
1: whoo Amanda Serrano, who we've been talking about for a long time, the Puerto Rican body Oh, shit, yes, yes, yes. She's fighting uh, Daniela... Shit, I'm going to fuck her name up. Daniela Bermudez, I think is her name. Uh, She's fighting her in Puerto Rico on a Wednesday or Thursday. Oh, shit. If you guys... You guys already got a treat seeing Sinisa fight. You've seen a a female fighter that's exciting, Mm -hmm. that's skilled. Amanda's the the same, cut from the same cloth. Goes to the body like no other, goes for the kill the whole fight. She is a female Marvin Hagler with a little bit of a, whoa. a little bit of Camacho sprinkled in there. Really, you know, she's Puerto Rican, so she has got the little salsa from New York, like Camacho. Oh yeah, gotta watch her. She's so good, man, and like I, I'm, I really cannot stress this enough. She's exciting to watch. Okay. I watched her fight a girl named Heather Hardy, who was undefeated, was kind of like uh, the the favorite women's boxer at the time, maybe behind like Clarissa or. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Cecilia maybe mm. But man Amanda went out there and smoked her Really, It was torture for 10 rounds It looked like some Mortal Kombat shit <laughs> Man, Took her soul Shang Tsung style yeah, man. Yeah. This girl comes to fight If you miss her Or if you're one of those people that's like eh, I don't really care about women's boxing They're not that exciting They don't really go for the kill You saw Sunisa do it Now you're going to see another girl do it Amanda Serrano it's this Thursday I will post about it repeatedly So you guys don't miss it it's in Puerto Rico. I don't really know why. It's on a Thursday.
0: Um, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I got no good answer. I have yeah. no clue. But I'm excited to see her fight because she's she's one of the few female fighters I haven't seen fight yet. So Yeah, we've been
1: talking about I've been yeah. talking about her week after week. So now we finally get to see her in action. Okay. You know, I wanna see what you Go think. Ahead. And then a fight that I know you're excited for. You texted me about it like at three in the morning one night, like, dang, what I don't it? know who's gonna win. Will, who do you think is gonna win this fight? It's <laughs>
0: I feel like you're about to fuck with me, <laughs> <laughs> <against> <laughs> who? who is it?
1: Alexander Povetkin against Dillian White. Who? Who was that? Dillian White. The dude that fought uh Joshua, the black dude that you said is like an ultimate uh heel. He's like an ultimate bad guy. You know what are you talking about? You seen Dillian White fight before? I sent you the interview where he was like a douche, and you were like, "This guy's such a dick. I hate him." I have no idea who he He fought Anthony Joshua. He's dark skinned, he's a knockout guy. Well, anyway, it's part two. I have no idea it's part two of that about. fight. Oh, shit. Dillion White was set up to fight Wilder, possibly next, or the winner of AJ versus uh Tyson Fury. Mm-hmm. He was beating Pavekin's ass, knocked him down twice in the fourth round, was kind of setting him up for the knockout in the fifth round. I don't
0: remember that at all. I'll show you after
1: <laughs> And he was he was kinda of like setting it up to finish him. Mm-hmm. Walked right into like a left hook hybrid uppercut and got knocked clean through the ropes out cold. Nice. Completely ruined all his plans. So they're fighting again this Saturday.
0: Nice. It was totally nice. (laughs) So Brandon Brandon Lee, you told me about him. I had heard about him before. Um, I saw the clip, but I didn't watch the whole fight. Does he look like a complete fighter? He's
1: good, man. So he's from Coachella Valley. He's got an interesting look. He's Korean and Mexican. North Korean, Mexican, wait, no, not North, probably South Korean. I don't know.
0: By the way, Korean and Mexican, that's awesome.
1: Korean and Mexican, local kid, 22 wins, I think, and 20 knockouts. Whoa. Dude can punch. And he's got that, uh, like you talk about that, um, a lot of Asians have that precision, Mm -hmm. that focus. And it's weird, like he doesn't show any emotion. Facial expression never changed. He fought this guy, punched him so hard, the guy's neck bent backwards like he was looking up <laughs> and his neck never went back forward so he fell with like oh, his neck shit. bent backwards yeah out cold the dude can punch yeah, man. man he's a uh, 140 pounds he's got a demeanor that i've just never seen like he doesn't smile yeah. like when he knocked the guy out he didn't celebrate he just like walked back to his corner like the terminator the machine and his dad in, in the corner in between rounds uh, was like throw the triple g punch so it's almost like he he's modeling himself after Triple G the right hand okay. that weird like screwball yeah. right hand that yeah. Triple G throws. So he's one to look out for. His name is oh, Brandon shit. Lee. Not Brandon the way you normally spell it with the O but it's a U. Mm-hmm. Brandon Lee. Oh, but cool. Korean and Mexican California guy, knockout artist, very very good. I'm anxious to see what you think about him. Yeah. I wanted to give him a shout out cuz he's local and he seems like a cool dude. Like he's yeah. got a weird like estilo to him like because he's part Mexican, but he's part Korean, so it's a weird mesh-up. I think he's going to be a star, dude. He's yeah, I want
0: to check him out, man. And, of course, because you said he's local. I've seen him in, like, random YouTube clips. I haven't seen him fight anybody big, so I haven't been paying too much attention. But from what I saw in that last fight, he looks legit. Yeah,
1: that punch, man. That punch. Every punch he throws, thugs. And It doesn't look like he's even winding up either, which yeah. I love. I love when people can generate power without, you know, showing that they're going to throw a power yeah. punch. He kind of just does it. So that was dope. So yeah, Brandon Lee is one to look out for for y'all. We try to do a prospect every week. Yeah, I don't even know if he's still considered
0: a prospect, right. but he's good, man. Are people dodging him? Not, Not yet. Okay. Not I feel yet. like he should be fighting bigger names, but uh, I don't hear it happen. I don't. He's hear only 22, I think. So he's
1: he's still pretty right. young. Right. I mean, he just doesn't have like a golden boy or a Dazone, uh, Eddie Hearn, or
0: Brandon, somebody behind him. Brandon, please don't sign with top rank, bro. Please, <laughs> please. Uh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, man.
1: So yeah, um, the last thing we'll talk about. David Benavidez got called out by Charlo, the cool Charlo. Yeah, oh. Cool Charlo. I thought he's been beefing back and forth with the baby Charlo. No, not the the small, not baby Charlo, big Charlo. Okay, good. No, baby Charlo is rumored to fight Danny Garcia, who's moving up to 154. I'd like to see that fight. But you want Danny to go up to 154? Sure. You don't think he's too small? Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) After you showed me that video you saw, just like stop, stop, stop boxing, man. (laughs) Um, please post that video you send me. Okay, so Danny Garcia posted this video of him and his dad in some like party bus. Mind you, it's a party bus and it looks like they're the only ones on there besides before I was recording it. And they ha- look, oh fuck, I hate when I, I, I sound like I'm talking shit about them personally because I'm not. It was just a douchey moment. And they have these like Gucci, shiny fucking shimmer sheen shirts on diamond fucking Rolex is on and they're, they're uh, singing along to some Nas song doing that shit and it just looks weird, man. It looks odd and in my mind, I'm like, are you fighting soon, Danny? Are, are you still fighting? Is this it for you? Or are you just going to blow the money you've made in the in the Errol Spence fight? Or what's going on? So I would love dancing, love, 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 to see Dancing
1: alone on a party bus with your pops.
0: Yeah. Little
1: Key. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, yeah. I love, I love their relationship. I'm not trying to hate. Mm-hmm. Like I love the fact that they're super close and they ride and die for each other. Yeah. That particular video was just weird to me.
0: Super. Odd. The optics were just odd. Like yeah. where are the ladies at? Where are the other people? It seemed. <laughs> it seemed very outside of both of your characters. So it took my mind to like, okay, he just made his biggest payday. I haven't heard shit about who he's going to fight next or what he's going to do next. So to see this video I was like, "Oh,
1: Especially it. after the last performance, yeah. it's kind of like, eh. yes, it made be. Maybe me we feel just like... get maybe we just stop the social media and kind of refocus. Mm-hmm. You just talked about moving up to a new division. Maybe we don't yeah. do all the extra stuff? Cuz I like watching you fight. Yeah. I love watching Danny fight. So if he fights um who who Charlo, Baby Charlo, yeah, that actually be, be a good fight. Yeah. I actually think that they're pretty evenly matched. Mm-hmm. I think Charlo's got him in the power department, but maybe like moving up in weight will help Danny to be a little more active. He's not yeah. having to cut weight, maybe he'll have more energy.
0: Yeah, but Could be a good one. But Benavidez and Charlo and the the good Charlo. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Benavidez and the good Charlo. Who you who you got? Who?
1: That is a good right fight. Now.
0: One, gun two. to my head. That
1: is how bit of is.
0: I do too. I'll pick ben- Benavidez only because I haven't seen good. Good Charlo fight enough. I think he has a lot of skill. I, I respect him. But Benavidez has something different, man. When he gets going, it's a sight to see.
1: Yeah. Like, I think that Charlo likes to um, – he kind of likes to divvy his out, his offense out over the round. He kind of likes to take his time, mm-hmm. pick his shots. You
0: don't have that luxury as David Benavidez. Yeah. He's
1: going to keep coming, like – Porn star, or something, yeah,
0: because he doesn't have quick feet, man. So he just just walks people down, walks people down. He has excellent defense and he shoots, yeah, he shoots all right. (laughs) Pause. Uh, I
1: don't know why I said that. It's so awkward, so awkward.
0: Uh, no, but seriously. He shoots his shots, I should say. Yeah, shoots his shots. Yeah, man. Yeah. He shoots shots. <laughs> That's right. not even any better. But anyway. Can the like that the, opening of the song of the, the show? That's so good. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: I just think I think over the course of 12 rounds, he'll just outwork Charlo. Yeah. I don't think he gonna, he's going to knock Charlo out. Charlo's tough, man. Mm-hmm. But I do think that Charlo likes to pace himself. And I don't think he'll have that against Benavides. He won't have that luxury. So, I, I got Benavidez. I think it's a great fight. Charlo recently said he'll knock that punk-ass bitch out in I four rounds. That. I heard him. I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, all righty then. You, you ever hear an insult and you're like, he you turned into an old white lady? <laughs> like, oh, my. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bro, but the Charlo brothers always say that shit. That's why I don't believe anything they say. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. So, we'll see. Last thing I want to talk about,
1: there have been some rumors about matchups. One of them is on pay-per-view that are terrible and I got to go get on the PBC about this this particular one. Andy Ruiz is rumored to fight Chris
0: Ariola on pay-per-view. I've heard that
1: rumor. What the fuck?
0: I've heard that rumor and I really want to see that fight happen.
1: I do, but on pay-per-view? Oh no. And here's the thing, no. I like Chris Ariola, fun little side story again. I met Chris Ariola way back in the day, probably probably been 10 years ago. He actually fought a fight and hung out with the fans afterwards and just drank with us in the stands. Sound the like nicest dude, coolest dude ever. Yeah. However, he's been talking about retiring for six years. They keep using him as the guy with the name that's going to get knocked out by the up-and-coming prospect. I don't want to see Andy Ruiz stretching him out of there. like.
0: And I don't want to see it on pay-per-view. Yeah, I'm why is it on pay-per-view? That, yeah. like,
1: Chris Ariola was like as pink in like 2009.
0: Right. What are we doing here? Yeah, the, like, the famous uh, post-fight. Oh, anyway. God. Fuck it, I'm coming back. Fuck that shit, bro. <laughs> Fuck that shit, man. I'm coming back. Shit was great, man. a a Vitaly
1: Klitschko. Right. <laughs> Another fight, though. Another one I don't want to shit on because I really like him. Jose Cito Lopez is rumored to fight Terrence Crawford.
0: No. <laughs> That's just a no No, 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 no No, no
1: Why, bro? I like
0: Osasito I just don't think he has enough to beat Crawford I mean, he's
1: gotten his paydays already He fought Canelo He fought Maidana He fought Thurman, right? Yeah, he fought Thurman He's 36 Or 37 Mm-mm. Why are you matching him up with Terrence Crawford? Do you hate the guy? Yeah, man. That is going to be a butchering. No. Don't put that on TV. That's that's like some snuff shit. Like, None that's some dark web shit. Yes. I don't want to see that fight. Yeah. So, yeah, that's another rumor that's going around. I'm praying to God it doesn't come to fruition because that is going to be a massacre. A massacre that I want no part of. <laughs> like, I like Josecito. He's another local guy yeah. from Riverside, the Riverside Rocky. Loved it when he knocked out Victor Ortiz. Yep. And now you're just going to throw him in the slaughter like that? Please don't.
0: Yep. Don't do that. Yep.
1: So that about wraps it up, guys.
0: <laughs> up. Um, we got some good stuff coming next week. Uh, uh, got some interviews that we might uh, set up. I'm really excited about what's coming. Um, thank you guys for checking us out. Always really appreciate it. Uh, once again, I am at LB Manning, Montana. Will Mondew. Thank you for the messages, you guys. I really, really appreciate them. Uh,
1: I would love to see some of these messages on, like, whatever – wherever you consume podcasts, if you can leave us a review, put some of that stuff down that you've messaged me. That would be great. It would help us out a lot. If not, no biggie. I just appreciate it either way. It means yeah. a lot to us. It really motivates us to keep pushing out content.
0: What else? Yeah. Oh, sorry. That was such a uh, abrupt stop. <laughs> <laughs> we are at put em up. Duh. P-U-T-E-M-U-P-D-E-U-E-D-X. And we are on the at H-Dicky Network, at H-D-I-K-Y, with the number one on the end. Thank you guys for checking us out. As they say in Canada,
1: peace out. I I, I love the way you punch. Good punching out there.
0: Nice.